0: Yes, Christmas Eve is finally here, and so is the new Lakeside Ball. Bring the little kitties. We've got six Santas, no waiting. And for you bigger kids, come to the Red Nose Bar and meet Santa's very special reindeer, Donna. Come <laughs> <laughs> on down, we're open till midnight. Singers, Santa
1: Claus is coming to the Lakeside Ball. Hi, welcome to When TV Was Great. I'm your host, Alyssa. Thanks for joining me. Uh, the episode I'm going to do today is Married to Children, Season 2, Episode 13, entitled You Better Watch Out. It aired on December 20th, 1987 on Fox. And we started out the episode by uh, with a little message saying, The following depicts a Bundy Christmas. It could be upsetting to small children and other, and others parental guidance is suggested. So right there, you're like, what am I getting myself into? So we start off Kelly and Bud are watching TV and the advertising for the Lakeside Mall comes on and that's what you just heard. Al comes in from the basement with Christmas decorations. The kids ask him if they can go to the Lakeside Mall. Al says no, because that's mall that's killing his business. Al works at New Market Mall and the Lakeside Mall is closer to the home. It's better stores, better mall. It's newer. So, of course, it's a threat to Al's mall that he works at. Peggy comes home with a bag of a bag from Lakeside Mall. Al tells her if she keeps shopping there, they're going to go broke and live under the L. So, live under the L. What does that mean? Well, the L, short for elevated, is the rapid transit system serving the city of Chicago and some of its surrounding suburbs in the U.S. state of Illinois. So I guess that's where homeless people live in the Chicago area. Live They live under the L. I guess that's just an expression. And like I said, this was from the 80s, so I don't know if that's still the case, if that's where the homeless people live. Um. Anyways, he's basically saying, we're going to go broke!
0: Oh, come on, that's not what Christmas is about! Christmas is about family and giving. Okay, here's all the crap my family gave us last year. <laughs> now it's time for the traditional rewrapping of this garbage for your family. Now, <laughs> well, I'll accept Aunt Pooh's fruitcake. Everyone in the family already got that.
1: Dad, you punted that around the house last year. All right,
0: we'll give it to Stephen Marcy. <laughs>
1: So the kids are hitting up Al about their Christmas presents. He finally agrees and says he's going to go get his bonus and he's going to go shopping for their gifts. And Bud says, Dad, you haven't got our gifts yet? The mall's going to be packed. And Al says, not of my mall, son. So once Al leaves, Peggy has an idea for his present.
0: Okay, he's gone. Now for Daddy's present. Bud, run upstairs and get a tie out of Daddy's closet. <laughs> I'll get a box. Oh, no, 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 wait. It's Christmas. We, we should make it special for him. But get one of his shirts, too. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just love Christmas. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see Daddy's face when he opens it. <laughs> That's his favorite shirt. Yeah, I saw a belt up there that would be great for his birthday.
1: <laughs> so at the door is the delivery, the delivery man who has a package for the roads. And, of course, Peggy says, we are the roads? And they steal. Like, they steal a lot of things from the neighbors. Al comes home and tells the family he didn't get a Christmas bonus. Everybody's super upset and hating on him. Uh, Then the roads come over and bring presents for the family. And what was Al's present, you ask?
0: Al, we thought long and hard about this. And then we came up with the perfect gift here. We donated some money in your name to the National Organization for Women. Merry Christmas. (laughs) that's great. Do I get tickets to their 10K man stomp?
1: (laughs) So the National Organization, Organization of Women, or NOW as it's abbreviated, Is an American activist organization founded in 1966 that promotes equal rights for women. It is the largest feminist group in the United States, with some 500,000 members in the early 21st century. So I think way back here, and even in season two, Marcy thought Al was a sexist, and and you know he needed he needed a touch of uh, of uh, some reality about feminism. That pretty much continues through the whole series. Uh, Al versus Marcy, Marcy versus Al. Oh, it's, they are always, always arguing about something. I I love them. Steve asks the Bundys if they can watch the TV because Santa Claus is going to be parachuting from the Lakeside Mall with a big sack full of gift certificates. Listen, what happens. Wow, look at him fly. Why is he flapping his arms like that?
0: Santa's chute doesn't seem to be opening. <laughs> oh he's being blown off course. Our cameras have lost him. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't know where he is.
1: sound you heard was santa claus falling to his death in the bundy backyard not funny but funny at the same time so you go to a commercial break in the next scene the cops are at the bundy's doing an investigation and the coroner's there and the coroner is played by an actor named mike haggerty you guys might have seen him in Overboard, uh, Wayne's World, lots of different things from the 80s. He, uh, you would recognize him if you saw him. He's very familiar. <laughs> uh, so the roads are freaking out on the couch. Marcy's going, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And the Bundys are sitting at their kitchen table eating pizza like nothing's going on at all.
0: Pig. You know what we ought to do tonight? We ought to make some Christmas cookies. Oh, yeah, and maybe some eggnog with nutmeg. Mm. You ghouls. Don't you understand? There's a splattered Santa all over your yard. <laughs> what do you want me to do, Steve? Quit eating?
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
0: Could you keep her quiet? We're trying to have a Christmas here
1: it's funny that the Bundys are actually eating a meal together at the table. Back in these early seasons, they were uh they were they were eating, they were uh they were nicer to each other. <laughs> it's just funny to see them back uh when it first started and how much the show has changed and how much the characters have changed. So the coroner apparently thinks Bud is sad about Santa Claus so he tries to console him and he says don't worry son Santa Claus is, the real Santa Claus is alive and well, and he'll be visiting visiting you real soon. I'm sure he'll find your house. (laughs) Bud says, shouldn't be too hard. Just follow the buzzards. Then you see Steve and Marcy on the couch. And Buck, the dog, is behind them with a red shoe in his mouth. (laughs) He has Santa's shoe in his mouth. Hilarious. And that makes Marcy and Steve freak out even more. The coroner tells Al that that shoe is evidence. But hey, since it's Christmas, the dog can have it. The coroner tries to carry the body out the front door. But they run into a little problem.
0: Merry Christmas, folks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, God bless us, everyone. We want Santa! (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. What's wrong now? The Easter Bunny hang himself in my front yard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that line. Well, uh, the the kids, the neighborhood kids, they, they heard that Santa Claus crashed in their yard and they want to see Santa. So Al tries to get rid of the kids, but they still demand to see Santa. So he ends up dressing up as Santa and has the kids sit on his lap. The first kid, who was played by Eden Gross. Now, Eden Gross, this really interesting Married to Children History, he actually played young Owl in the, uh, the following year in an episode called He Thought He Could in season three. And uh, so it's kind of funny. He was a different character in this season. Different character altogether. He also was the voice of friendly Chucky in Child's Play. I guess before Chucky turned possessed. I don't know. So, this kid's name is Carl. You never hear it, but it's on Internet Movie Database's Carl. He tells Al he wants a horse for Christmas. Here's Al's response.
0: <laughs> your mom's the one who makes pies for everyone in the neighborhood but those nice Bundys, isn't she? All right. Santa will leave you a horse tonight under your tree. But if it's not there in the morning... It's because your mommy chased it away and killed it.
1: <laughs> That's a pretty dark joke. <laughs> it's funny, but it's very dark. I can kind of see that this this would not fly if you put this on TV in 2020. It would not fly. A lot of the stuff I married to children wouldn't fly today. So speaking of gifts for Christmas, I, once again, have a list. Of the top gifts of 1987. Here we go. So for 1987, the top Christmas gifts. A lot of these are kind of like repeats we've heard when I talked about on the uh, the Golden Girls podcast. Uh, but the first one I have here is laser tag. Laser tag again. That's two years in a row. It was also popular in '86. Tyco Turbo Hoppers. Looks like a, like an RC Pro-Am car kind of thing with a, is it, let me see. Is it a, doesn't say if it has a remote control. Oh, twin joysticks. Yeah. It has a remote control. The Tommy Omniboy 2000. It's like a robot. You tell him where to go. That's the tagline. Okay. Um, The Fisher Price PXL 2000. Uh, was this black and white video camera kind of crappy? Yes. But it lets you tape directly onto a cassette tape. Which made us feel like little directors. What? I don't remember this thing at all. You t- you videotape on a, ca- on a cassette? No, that can't be right. No, it's a ca- video camera. Well, that's interesting. I'm going to have to look more into that after this podcast. G.I. Joes. Of course, they're back again in '87. Cassette tapes. Yeah, Guns and Roses. <laughs> Appetite for Destruction was the big album in '87. Same with Joshua Tree, a U2, and Michael Jackson's Bad. Oh yeah, I had I had Michael Jackson's Bad. I had it on tape, and then I got it on CD. Micro Machines. Oh yes, my brother had Micro Machines. We had a ton of those. Uh, Barbie dolls, they're always popular. I think they're still popular now. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe Bratz dolls took over the Barbie dolls. Captain Power vehicles. What are those? Captain Power is a mostly forgotten cartoon, but his toy line was really groundbreaking. Okay. The toy spaceships could shoot at your TV screen and interact with special segments of the episode. Of course, if you wanted to play more than once a week, you had to buy the Captain Power tapes. I do not remember Captain Power. I, and I was about, what, eight? Eight years old? I don't remember that at all. Okay, then we have Pound Puppies again! Pound Puppies for second year in a row. Koosh Balls! That's when Koosh Balls came out! 1987! Um, I'm sure I had one. Teddy Ruxpin's still popular in 87. I talked about Teddy Ruxpin. I will not go back and talk about Teddy Ruxpin again. He creeped me out. Gem dolls. Man, I think I talked a little bit about Gem last, uh, on the Golden Girls podcast, but yeah, but that's still, they're still popular in 87. The dawsy doll. What the heck is this thing? It's a doll with glowing eyes and lips was the next best thing than a Teddy spin? That is even creepier than a Teddy spin. Cabbage Patch Kids. Yep. That might've been when I got my second Cabbage Patch Kid. I had one, the first Cabbage Patch Kid I had was a redhead with uh with uh braids named we her name was Cassie Bethany. I remember this so well. She had a little birth certificate that came with her. And then I had twin cabbage patch dolls. Oh god. Tori and something else. I forget the names. Tori was one of the was one of the uh was the girl dude, I don't even remember anymore. But I had Tori and Wow. You know, I thought I'd be able to remember this, and I don't. I don't remember my other doll's name. I want to say it was Tiffany, Tori, and Tiffany. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say it was Tiffany. Oh my gosh, the pogo ball! I got this gift for my ninth birthday, or it might have been an eighth birthday. I can't remember. It was one of the birthdays, and I never even used the ding thing. It was uh. Just, a, a, just slap a rubber ball onto a plastic tray and let kids hop around on it until they got tired. Yeah, pretty much. The Apple 2GS. Um, I didn't have a computer at that point yet. I don't think I did. Storytelling ALF. Yeah, ALF was big in 1987. I was not a huge fan of that show and I didn't have any ALF dolls. So I don't really remember. It was kind of like it said it was a Teddy Ruxpin knockoff. Um, that's creepy, too. Okay, this is where I can definitely relate. Nintendo Entertainment System games. Yes. We got our first Nintendo in 1987. Uh, so this year, the same Christmas that, um, that the kids on Married Children are celebrating. So, when, oh, so I, okay, I will tell you my, a little story about when I got my first Nintendo. We got it from my grandpa, my Papa Fred. And we had no idea what it was at all. He and I think he just went to the Toys R Us store and said, "I got to get a kid a present for my grandkids." And the the store person said, "Well, this is really popular." And then he also gave us uh, a couple games. Uh, the game came with, I think it came with Legend of Zelda, which amazing game. Still love that game to this day. He also gave us Jaws. That was one of the extra games that he bought for it, and um, we also got the Nintendo Power Pad. I don't know if you guys remember the Nintendo Power Pad. It was kind of like a um, a mat that you jump on. You can jump on it, and it'll uh, you can jump over hurdles. You can run and jump. It was kind of like a um, kind of like the first uh, thoughts of a um, gosh, what's that called? A Nintendo Wii. But I mean, this is way a long time ago. It also we also had the gun to play Duck Hunt, so I had all that stuff. I had like the, the, the base, not the basic package. I had like the the uh, the expanded package of Nintendo, and I was the first kid on my block in my neighborhood to get Nintendo. My brother and I, so we had kids all the time over at our house playing. Um okay, continuing on, my oh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out was the big game in 1987, and so it was. Legend of Zelda. Okay, the MS pocket phone. (laughs) Just four years after mobile phones became a mass market item. Four years after? Wow. They were already small enough to fit in your pocket. Wow. The M2 was $3,750. Oh my goodness. That's all. That's all the toys for 1987. Wow. Um, That brings me back down memory lane. <laughs> I definitely never had a $3,000 uh, mobile phone. A little young for that one. Okay, Uh, back to the show. Sorry about that little hiccup there. So Al gets rid of the kids and tells everybody besides the family to get the hell out. Uh, then there's a knock at the door again. It's a representative from the Lakeside Mall offering his apologies. Al is pretty upset because, you know, the kid's Christmas was almost ruined. The family Christmas was ruined. Lakeside Mall has taken away Al's business, so he didn't have a bonus. So, you know, he's not too happy with the Lakeside Mall guy. Oh, and by the way, this guy's name is Mr. Mallman. <laughs> they don't call him that. It's just an internet movie database. That cracks me up. Mr. Mallman. Mr. Mallman is played by David Ruprecht. Now, David Ruprecht, I know him from a lot of things, and you will know him as the host of the old Supermarket Sweep. But before he was on Supermarket Sweep, he was on Three's Company as Philip, who eventually ended up marrying Janet. Uh, he was on an episode of Small Wonder. He was, on an, uh, he was on an episode of Golden Girls. He was on all kinds of stuff. And then I think after his stints on all the shows, I think he just decided to be a game show host. And I don't know what he's been in since. I didn't really look him up, but I recognize him. He's in a lot of stuff. So the, the representative comes, he comes over with a check and says, well, I want to, you know, apologize for the inconvenience. And Al says, well, you know, I got rid of the kids. I told him I, I dressed up as Santa so the kids knew he was okay. And of course, the jerk representative just rips up the check and says, well, I guess I don't need to bribe you anymore. You already did what I wanted you to do. So he's a real piece of work. Uh, The guy leaves and the kids are, they're proud of their dad because he dressed up as Santa and did the right thing. You know, he did the right thing for those kids. So they're happy with him. And then there's a Christmas miracle.
0: It's a Bundy Christmas, and unfortunately, we're Bundys. (laughs) What's that? I don't know, but if it's dead and has a red nose, we'll throw it in Stephen Marcy's yard. (laughs) (laughs) What is it, Al? I don't know. It looks like it fell off the roof. Hey, look. Look. It's $10 certificates from the Lakeside Mall. Hundreds of them. It must have been a bad Santa had when he jumped. Oh, we're rich. We're rich. <laughs> and I found it. Oh, thank <laughs> your father, kids. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Let's go bust them all. But, but first, a moment of silence. Because we owe a lot to that jolly, flat man.
1: <laughs> so the Bundys rush off to the mall with their gift certificates. And... The camera flashes to the backyard where Buck is laying down chewing on Santa Claus's shoe with the Christmas song by Nat King Cole playing in the background. I love this ending and I love that the Bundys finally had a good ending. They're, you know, Usually they are just always hard up with their luck and this time they actually won something. So that's all for today's podcast I'm going to be dropping a bonus podcast just for my fans Merry Christmas to you all I will be reviewing the Osbournes a very Aussie Christmas and that will be dropping on Saturday or Sunday of this weekend and I just want to warn you that that one is going to be parental guidance suggested so make sure your kids aren't listening and um I'm also going to be doing another podcast next week, The Simpsons Evergreen Miracle and Evergreen Terrace, and I'll be co-hosting with my husband on that one. And then the week after that, the week of New Year's, I'm going to be doing uh, Seinfeld: The Millennium, and I'll be co-hosting with my brother Evan. And then uh, gotta find out what I'm doing in January. Don't know yet. It could be anything, though. It's very random here. I also wanted to tell you about my podcast group. It's on Facebook and it's called when TV was great podcast. And I'd like you to come join me over there. I'll have updates on the podcast for you and we can chat. I can post a whole bunch of pictures uh, that, that are related to the episodes and information and video clips and all kinds of stuff. So please come join me over there and please leave me a five star review on iTunes. If you enjoy the podcast I'd really appreciate that. That gets my name out there, my podcast out there. And I guess that's all. Uh, So I'll be seeing you guys for the Osbournes, A Very Aussie Christmas. Thanks for joining me. Merry Christmas to everybody.